When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to the podcast, Confessions of a Creative Director. I am your host, Jaime Cabrera. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited about today's guest that I'm going to forego my usual spiel. I'm not even going to mention my new book, What's the Big Idea? An Indispensable Guide to Becoming a Kick-Ass Creative Director, because I have a kick-ass creative director on the show today. I'm talking about Jim Basilovac. He's VP, Head of Brand Creative at Yahoo!, He's also an adjunct professor at the University of Texas at Austin, Hook'em Horns, my alma mater. And this is one of my favorite episodes of all time. We're going to get into lots of great uh, thoughts and ideas. He's got a great metaphor for the role of creative director as sort of this creative gardener. We're going to talk about this farm to table approach. Um, We're going to talk about this unique position that he's in where he's a creative director, but he's also a client and he's also teaching so, you know, talking about how that all comes together, uh, we're going to talk about his rules for participating in ideation sessions at Yahoo, where he's created a set of values too. What? Talk about, you know, something really refreshing. That's something that I mentioned in the book, and it's so exciting to talk to somebody who has created these values, created a North Star for the team. We're going to talk about this idea of the ad agency is almost a school, you know, teaching creatives as we go along. And we're going to talk about the pit of despair and how Jim helps his students get out of that. So without further ado, let's get into it with Jim Basilovac. Hey, Jim, how are you? I'm good, Jaime. How are you, man? I'm good. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We we were just having a discussion uh, about this yesterday, uh, about how long, what's the the length of time that we're supposed to say Happy New Year? I, I, I think we're still within that range. Yeah, I, I say the whole week, but some people will give you a dirty look on Tuesday. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah, I know. Somebody sent a clip of, of a Larry David bit where he's like, eh, eh, three days. Three days That's is it. good. Got to cut it off. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a, we're, we're in, into this uh, new year. Did you, have a good, did you have a good restful break? It was nice. Yeah, it was really good. I hung out with the family most of the time and, you know, things like roller skating and bowling and watching movies. Yeah, and you're in you're in uh, perhaps, in my opinion, the greatest town in the world, Austin, Texas, where where I went to school. So much fun stuff to do. I missed it so much. So you're you're in a good spot to do all kinds of fun stuff. I'm in Austin. It is it is good to be here. I've been here for about five or six years with a quick bounce back to the Bay Area. That's right. So speaking of that, let's let's kind of let's kind of start the 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 show here and giving the audience sort of an overview of your career because you've had um, a really great career in sort of two different worlds, which we're going to get into as, um, you know, as an instructor, as a teacher, as a professor, teaching the craft and the art of what we do, but then also, you know, leading some, uh, working at agencies and then also leading some big brands on on the brand side. Like right now, your current role is uh, VP, head of brand uh, creative at Yahoo!, which is, I mean, I, I want to get into that a little bit, but why don't you sort of give us the uh, the, the quick spiel here on your career trajectory? Yeah, sure. Um, so I started, I actually started off in college uh, in mechanical engineering for a, ble- a brief, a brief really? stint. Yeah, a brief stint. Wow. And it was one of those things where I was like, I don't really know 
you know, what I would do with a writing career, even though I loved writing, you know, but like as a career, I, d I didn't know what the options were. And, I, yeah. you know, and so I liked physics and kind of was okay at math. And anyway, I went into mechanical engineering and quickly decided that wasn't the thing for me and switched over to advertising. Um, ended up going to the VCU as the ad center at the time, uh, brand center now, but, you know, a portfolio school for two years. And basically because in undergrad, I had a, a portfolio that was not, not good. And, and you know, it, you have the portfolio review at the end of your, when you're ready to go out in the world. And um, this guy came down, a recruiter came down from Leo Burnett and I got a C on my portfolio when I was like, huh. Okay, well, all of my other grades and my other classes are fine, and I get a C on the one thing that matters, you know? And uh, so off to portfolio school I went, and then I, I'm a copywriter by trade. Uh, yeah. Started my career at Leo Burnett, and kind of two phases there. The first one, we were in these big uh, groups, almost mini agencies, for a couple of years. Um, so I had like a focused group of mentors and focused group of clients um, and creative directors that we worked for that were great. Um, and then the whole group system got kind of busted up and, and then it was a big floating sea of 200 and something odd creatives that were kind of, you know, just on our own for a little bit. And there, and there were, yeah. there were goods, you know, positives and, and negatives for, for both of those. Um, so then I spent, uh, after that, I went to DDB in San Francisco. I spent 12 years there, started as a copywriter, kind of worked my way up um, over those 12 years and ended up at the end, um, running the creative department there. So it was the, the head of the creative, uh, creative team. Um, wow. that was, um, 2016. I, I left there, did a little bit of freelance and then actually picked up the job at Yahoo as a freelancer with kind of, they were being bought by Verizon at the time. Yeah. And the, the job description was, can you come in? My ECD just quit, run the team, <laughs> don't do anything crazy. Don't light anything on fire, but, you know, kind of come in and see what you can do for the next six months. Who knows what's going to happen after that yeah. once we, once we're bought. Yeah. Uh, and I fell in love with the team and, and we were combined with another team on the other side. Um, Verizon had owned some other properties, AOL, and they had a creative team. So we were all combined and I ended up leading those teams and that's, that was what, five, five and a half, six years ago now. Um, and so it's been, it's been a lot of change. You know, we were, we were Yahoo. We were a private company. We were bought by Verizon. Uh, we were named Oath at one point. Uh, and then we rebranded to Verizon Media and then we were sold again. And so we're back to being a private company. So it's been a lot of like creative change management, if that's a, yeah. a thing, but it's, it's been yeah. a good ride. It's a great team. I love it. Yeah. And lots of rebranding, I'm sure along the way, right? Yeah, you know, it, it, by this last time going back to Yahoo, you know, we were like, oh, you know, we, we've done this, we've done this before. Like we can, we can rebrand. We know how to change all the logos on the websites, and you know, it's a lot of work. But yeah, we did. Uh, and we also with Yahoo, we did a, a rebrand a few years ago, of just like all of the visual, like the logo and all the branding uh, around it, and the design system and all that, which we can we can talk about or whatever. But um, yeah, so it's been a lot of a lot of change over the last five years i feel like i've worked at four different companies uh enough, yeah but consistent creative team you know for the most part and uh some really good people and then you also uh, you know i'm look i'm looking at, at at your um your profile here instructor at miami ad school in san francisco right that's yeah. not uh that's not small potatoes and then obviously a adjunct professor at the university of texas at austin so tell us a little bit about that stuff so that started i I was about two years into my career. I was at Leo Burnett and a buddy of mine said, Hey, I just taught a class at Chicago portfolio school. They're looking for teachers. I think you, you could do it and it would be great. Do you want to teach? And I was like, ah, I'm two years in. What the heck am I going to, what the heck am I going to yeah. teach these? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he was like, no, 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 you know more than they do. Like you'll be fine. And so I started teaching there and, you know, I kind of in, in hindsight, at the time, I didn't know it. I was just like, oh, sure, why not? I have trouble saying no to anything. So I was yeah. kind of like, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Why not? Um, but it was one of the best decisions I've ever made because that led to, when I moved to San Francisco, a job uh, teaching at Miami Ad School, which I would do, you know, two or three semesters a year, I would teach a class. And, and I've taught like over the years, 30 some odd groups of students. And some of it's been, um, you know, 
concept thing. Someone's been storytelling, script writing, uh, copywriting classes. I taught a class on creative media one time. Um, but getting up in front of a group of students and having them put up work on the wall and then you having to you have to react to it. You have to give them some kind of semblance of decent feedback and direction yeah. and and articulate ideas and why things are working and not working. Like even when I was back as just a copywriter with a few years of experience, that that was basically creative director boot camp. You know, it, yeah. you know, it was a very um, you know, we like to create safe environments for creative ideas, but it was a fairly safe environment for a creative director to try to figure out their identity as a you know, as a creative director. And oh. even though I think I didn't totally know what I was doing, my buddy was good advice was right. It's like, well, you're a different perspective. You have a little more experience than they do. And, you know, there's, there's a, there's a music school in LA that I, I read a quote from them one time that was, if, if you only know three chords, teach somebody who knows two. <laughs> and, and I, like, I've always like, just remember that. And I was like, that's, that's kind of the situation. I knew a little more than they do. And that was enough to teach them something and kind of get them, get them going. And so anyway, it's been, it's been a great, um, aspect of, of my life really in terms of fulfillment. And, and what's, what's really cool about this, if I understand what you just said a few seconds ago, is that you also learned what your style was going to be as a creative director in, in terms of giving feedback, in terms of reviewing work, it, it's sort of you were learning on you were learning something uh, different while they were learning the thing that you were teaching them. They were they were sort of teaching you like, well, how do I give feedback? Because you were doing it at scale, right? Talk about like being able to give feedback to a bunch of people for one. That's that's cool, and then a bunch of different personalities. I would imagine, right? So you had to in a, in a probably in a, in a few seconds know. Uh, how to deliver the feedback maybe to this one kid unless you were unless you just gave it the same way like that one guy that that famous guy at uh, at the at uh, art center that was just brutal but uh, I don't I don't think you're that kind of guy but is that is that accurate were you sort of learning how to be be a creative director in terms of giving feedback yeah I mean I think you have to as a creative director and, and as a manager too right like it's it's the coaching mindset like I need my job is to get this get something out of them that is good, that is valuable, that they see as valuable, that is motivating and all that. And, and to do that, you have to know where they are. Like you have to meet them where they are. And, you know, some students now, and I've had these conversations with some students on the side where, you know, you get the bell curve, everything's on a bell curve, uh, more or less. You have students that are like, they, it ha you know, it hasn't quite clicked yet. Like they, they don't know what a good concept is. They, maybe they don't have some of the fundamentals there. And then you have these other students on the other side that are, they're going to be fine. Like you, you, like a few minutes with them and you're like, you're going to be good. You're going to be a rock star. I just need to mm -hmm. motivate you when you need some help. I need to kind of point you in the same direction. I give a lot of like, here's how I would think about this. Right. Or, or your, your type here is not quite matching the vibe that you're going for overall. Right. And so I might just kind of point them in the same direction, whereas other students, I, I really have to kind of talk about like this is this is what an, how an idea works. Right. And this is yeah. the, why this is an execution. It's not really a, you know, a concept for a campaign or, or you found some imagery that you like. That is not a, that is not an idea. Let's talk about what an idea is and how do we get you there. And so and I think that's true of you know, whether you're in the room and you just have a bunch of work up on the wall or whether you're like. You know managing a team and you know even as i'm coaching like i have creative directors on my team and coaching them to be better hopefully yeah. better managers it's like you got to meet your person where they are and, and understand how to, what motivates them yeah you know and, and what kind of feedback motivates them like because some people are motivated by like this sucks you can do better than this go yeah. go back to the drawing board and some people find that motivating other people it just crushes them and you can't yeah. you know you need to you need to help them along much more and be positive and so that's it's part of the game you know yeah, that's interesting. So given that you have a, a very unique sort of uh, work history, right? You've done a lot of different things. How do you see the role of creative director? Is there a, you know, a, a metaphor that you like to sort of use when, you, when you, people ask you, well, what exactly do you do? How do you see the role given everything that you've done as a, as a professor, as a you being on the agency side, being on the brand side, how do you see yeah. it? I, I mean, I'm a metaphor person 
as well. I appreciate it. <laughs> I'm not always good at coming up with the best ones, but I think my job, my job now, let me just, just kind of start there. My job now, I see it as to create the conditions for good creative work. Mm. And, um, you know, if I think about it to, to do a metaphor, like maybe it's like a, um, like, like a garden. Okay. And so part, part of my role is like, how, how do we get everything prepared? here like who are the right people to have on the team um what are um you know what is the right culture to establish um what are the things that are gonna um you know uh, the the structures or the processes to put on put in place which you know a lot of things for for a creative person they're like i don't want to talk about structure or processes or project management software like that's like not creative but that is all part of what is going to give them time or give them the resources or give them, you know, the kind of inspiration that is going to, you know, it's, it's, it's part of like getting the soil, right. Right. Like yeah. Stick into the, the gardening met metaphor. Right. And, and, and then once you get into the process, like what are, what are the inputs that we're getting? Um, you know, and, and uh, to me that, okay. So that stick to that metaphor. There's, there's the seeds, right. And yeah. then as the stuff starts to grow, you're gonna you're gonna pick the weeds out. You're you know you're gonna sit on the porch with the shotgun and shoot at the raccoons when they come to yeah. eat the plants or whatever. You know, keep people keep the the you know the, the bads out for a little while at least. Um, and then you got you know you got to do the the pruning process of like okay here's a plant like what are we gonna invest in? If I trim this branch off, it might be a nice branch, but if I trim that off, all the resources are gonna go to this other branch, and that's the that's the real branch. Like that's the that's the tomato we want to grow, right? And so kind of helping the teams through that, that process of, you know, that's the tomato. You've got these other tomatoes over here. They're just distracting and they're, they're sucking your energy away. Right. And then once you, you know, I guess carry that on through to a salad or whatever, now yeah. we're going to take that in and now we're going to wash it up. Now we're going to chop it up and, and mix it in with the salad or whatever it is, the craft yeah. part that comes in later. Um, but to me, it's farm really to table, a, farm to table, yeah. farm to table. Yeah. I mean, to me, my role, my role is really about like, what is that environment and how do we foster that environment in every way that is possible? You know, I, I try to think about it also, like, again, if it's not, it doesn't seem like it's connected to the creative sometimes, or like you have a really difficult client, maybe sometimes. Right. Yeah. And I tell my creative directors, like, that's part of your challenge now, like yeah. part of the role is not just like you're beyond coming up with ideas or even pointing to the right ideas or fixing ideas or all that kind of stuff. Your role now is paving the way, build the relationship, you know, get the obstacles out of the way. If you keep, if the team keeps stumbling over something or there's something that the client, you know, they have a different point of view on, go have that conversation, like fix that, like work, use your creative skills and apply it to fixing that problem let the team keep going on the work, but now go, go tackle that other problem. So I think that's, that's to me as part of the like shift that has to happen when you get into the creative director role is it, it's not just about creative, like it, yeah. the creative looking at work, that part of the role gets smaller and smaller as you go. Yeah. And I think that that's something that, you know, people don't understand. And I was just talking to somebody about this and, and that's a whole other world that you have to, um, you know, it's it's the it's the selling through of the idea, right? You're not you're not dealing with a computer on the other end, right? So even though you've come up with this brilliant idea that was based on a rock solid insight and everything is just perfect, you're still pitching it to a human being yes. who may have had shitty coffee or they got their Starbucks order wrong or they didn't like that the, you were wearing the sh a certain shirt when you walked into the pitch or they just don't get the idea or their you know their kid told them something negative about you know TikTok and that's the the you know the the core of your right what there's any number of things that can torpedo your idea right and we're talking about just an idea and so I think it's like it's building those relationships with with the client. Maybe it's knowing when not to pitch or how to shift your pitch mid pitch or what things are going to appeal to them. And so that's that whole other that's that whole other side that um, that people don't know about until they get into it. And they're like, oh, shit, I didn't yeah. think about that. <laughs> yeah, it, totally. And, and also, you might be wrong. 
Like you, you, yeah. you might actually be wrong about what you're trying to push down somebody's throat, right? Like that's never the way to, to do it, right? Like getting, twisting an arm or, or like, and yeah. I think that the, um, I know you didn't mean it this way, but like even the word like selling an idea, like yeah. that's one of the things, like when I was on the agency side, we were always about like, we got, how are we going to sell this? How are we going to pitch this? And, and like, people don't want to really feel like they were sold on something. Yeah. Like they want to be feel, like brought along and they want to feel like they, they, you know, you've heard them, you've responded to them. They were part of the conversation, you know, and, and, and you really understand where they're coming from. To your point, it could be as simple as they had a bad morning. They just came out of a meeting where they got their their ass. Yeah. yeah, They got their budget slashed or they got their ass handed to them by their boss and they come in and now they're going to look at your, your ideas. And so, you know, I think you have to be human. You have to be empathetic. Um, and it has, you have to kind of play it for the long game and all the stuff that's outside of like, what's actually the idea that's on the, the table. Cause I, I do think there's, there is a, and this was a mistake I made early on in my career. It was like, we're going to come up with ideas. We're going to go in, we're going to pitch them and they will buy them based on the brilliance of these ideas. And then we're going to go off to LA and we're going to shoot them. And that's how it works. And then you, <laughs> you walk out sometimes and you're, you're like, I ran the play. What happened? Like I, I ran the play exactly as we scripted it, and you know it's on brief. It's all you know. It's just it, it's a it's a it's messy, and you have to be okay with that, and you have to see that as part of the challenge. Yeah, you have to, and you have to be super resilient and be able to pick yourself up and and not let it bring you down for too long. I always say like it's okay, I think, to wallow in it for a little bit and be pissed off and and vent, but then if 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 uh, if you can't get past that, then you're just gonna be, hey, you're gonna be bitter. You're not gonna be happy, and then you're gonna start pitching stuff that you think that they're gonna buy. Yeah, and that's never that's never any good. Yeah, you you never want to be in the position, and we I think we are often in this position. Even now, I'm in this position a lot, but like you never want to be in the position where you feel like your job has become guess what's in somebody else's head, right. whether that's a client or a creative director or you know, or a teacher. Right, like your job is not guess what's in their head and articulate that. Your job is to bring your ideas to the table, your point of view to the table, and you know it might be it might not be right, and you have to find that that right place. But you you don't ever want to get into because because anybody could do that. Like you you're basically trying to articulate an idea for somebody who can't articulate it themselves. That's not a that's not a creative job. That's a I'm not sure what journalism job or something. You know. So as I was reading your description uh, on your profile, I found this line really interesting. It says, I'm currently the head of brand creative at Yahoo. The job is part creative director and part client. Mm -hmm. So just because it's super interesting to me, tell me what that means, because it sounds like maybe not only do you have your internal creative team, but you're also working with some outside agencies. Is that accurate? Yeah, that's that's correct. And, and so, you know, we we on behalf of our internal stakeholders for the most of the time, um, we will go out and get client or get um, agencies. And, they'll, you know, a lot of times we decide, you know, we have agencies on on our roster. Who's the right person to execute this? Is it the internal team? Is it an agency? Um, other times we've conducted pitches uh, when we did the Yahoo rebrand. We, you know, we worked with Pentagram, which is a great agent design agency. Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, we're working with uh, Barrett, uh, San Francisco right now. Uh, amazing, awesome people to work with. We've worked anyway. So in, in the past, you know, I've, I worked with a lot of really good agencies, and that's been one of the funnest parts of it. And and trying to remind myself, you know, that, that's another one of those things where you're like, yeah. I, you know trying to sit on the other side of the table, but like I'm on the other side of the table now. Don't be a bad client. Be a good client. You've hired these people and they are fantastic. Let them do their thing. I don't need to creative direct them. Let them, and I'm sure I crossed the line. You can talk to them about it. I'm sure I've crossed the line many times, but I just, I try to be, you know, same thing. Like let's, how do we create the conditions for good creative? Who, regardless of who's making it, you know, and that might be like, I'm trying to sell things internally, or I'm like, you know, dealing with internal stakeholders, trying to get people looped in, or what are you expecting from this or all that, and then feeding it to the agency. But right. um, it's, it's a really, you know, filling part of the process, but it's also nerve wracking to me, honestly, and maybe this is, I know we're early for the confession. Yeah, this is just coming to me now. But like, 
sitting across from great creatives and knowing what they're going through and, and also knowing how you sit across from a client and you're like, Oh man, really? And like yeah. that, that's the little voice in your head. Like, don't, don't be the bad client. You know, every once in a while right. I'll say something and be like, Oh crap. I just said that thing that I hate. <laughs> right. Right. Maybe we can combine these two ideas. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that, that's the reason why I brought it up because I, you know, I'm curious, how do you, you know, mentally make that that shift, right? And how do you a let go uh, and not want to immediately jump in and be like, oh, I like that, but I would probably do this, and you know, try to jump in and, and be creative director when you're sort of the client, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I think it honestly is probably just, just years of being on the other side of the table and the constant constant reminders. Like I, we yeah. were just looking through some work yesterday. Um, <clears throat> on you know our internally regrouping and kind of we're saying like let's this do not creative direct this work for them like this is their like let them do their thing like very you know but if there are things that we need to guide them on like you don't know this about the product or you've said this the wrong thing this is going to be a red flag sure when somebody hears this language on the product like help help feed that stuff to like be helpful in the process that, that's what i want to be mostly for the, the agencies, you know, sometimes they'll pitch ideas that you're just like, that's no, sorry, yeah. not, not happening uh, or wrong or off brief or whatever. But for the most part, I want to be helpful and, and let them do the thing that we've hired them to do. And that mind shift for me has just basically been because I was on the other side and I can empathize with getting the, you know, that kind of feedback or, or being micromanaged or whatever. On the flip side, and, and I want to put you on the spot here, but I would imagine that you also know some of the, uh, I'll just, I'll just come out and say it, but some of the BS that goes into, oh, yeah. you know, pitching, right? So I, I imagine you probably get a little bit of a smirk on your face when you hear something that you're like, mm, I don't know if I buy that. I know that trick. I know that trick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or, that trick exactly. And, and the pitches themselves or in, um, and, you know, in, in production too. Some people are like, well, we can't do that because this does that and this, and you're like, you're like, mm, mm. Not, not buying that. No, here you, you can do it. I know you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but like also when, when people, agencies, the people we work with, the agencies, when they're real and they treat you the, like a person and, yeah. you know, and you can get, you really have those conversations and you could break down the walls. And this is what I would say, you know, for anybody, you know, whether you're coming up as a creative director or a creative director is like, a, you can hardly ever go wrong if you approach it as a human, like human to human, right? right? And I think like, even when I think back, one of the best meetings I probably ever had as a creative director, and this was a total, I don't think the project ever went anywhere, but the client, we had a good, pretty good relationship. And she was like, can you just like, we don't need, we're trying to come up with strategic directions and decide, and I don't want to go all the way down the road and use creative to decide strategy, but I really need help kind of understanding where these things might lead. And so we did a, a presentation that had no slick anything, not finished yeah. scripts, but we, ba I basically was like drew on the thing, like, okay, here, you could do this message or it starts to spread apart. And these are the types of create, this is the type of creative you would get if you went this path. And this is the type of creative you would get if you went that, way, that way. And and she was like, that was amazing to understand. But for me, as being somebody who wants to come in and present an idea, and I want the script to be finished and refined, it was very uncomfortable. But it was one of those moments where you're like, okay, you don't have to do the song and dance. You you can have the side conversation. You can, you can let... Right the right people into the process early or how, you know, and, and I think it, it, it just helps strengthen the relationship because it sends a signal like, we're not trying to sell you on something. We're trying, we're, we're in this with you. We're all in the mud yeah. here mucking around together. Yeah, and I think that it, that it um, see, I, I, I like that process and that's kind of the process that I would love to do more often of that kind of, you know, it, it's more, uh, what I call agile, right? It's like following yeah. sort of what the what software developers do. It's like you're doing it in iteratively in small steps and you're getting buy-in as you go, right? As opposed to going full bore, it takes you six weeks to come up with it and then you come in and they're like, yeah, that wasn't it. Here's Instead the big reveal. Of, you know, yeah. As opposed to like, okay, we're gonna come back to you in a week with some of these kind of like, it's directional, it's, ter it's territories, it's kind of like, 
these areas where we can play and then you tell us, right? See, I, I like that. So is would you say, but it sounds like you, um, you like coming in or you have in the past like coming in with the, the full thing. I think that's what I've learned is you don't need to yeah. do that. I mean, I think that's the yeah. instinct, and, and, you know, and especially if it's, um, you know, if it's a, bit, a new business pitch, like you're not going to come in and be like, well, here's some ways that we could go with it. Right. You're right. Come yeah. in and polish. And, the, and, the, and so I think we kind of take that, like, this is the big pitch moments, the big pitch meeting. Here's the big reveal. Correct. Okay. And we take that down in everything we do. And sometimes it's like, well, you don't need to do, you don't need to yeah. do that. I will, I will say this. And, this is this is a caveat that I make with because I have even now internally we have stakeholders who are like, well, get us in early. Like, let me just come in when it's yeah. messy on the wall. And it's like there are there are rules. If you come into the room, like you, there are rules that you must follow in this ro it. room, right? And you, there, you, it's gonna be messy. There's gonna be a lot of scary ideas on the wall. And I, I think it goes back to the, the sort of fundamental understanding of the first part of this process after we're briefed is we're gonna come up with a bunch of ideas. 99% of them are gonna be bad, Yeah. right? And you don't know where that bad idea is gonna end up. It might lead to a bad idea that leads to another bad idea that leads to a good idea or connects back to right. a good idea. And so for that reason, you cannot come in and, and skeet shoot Right. Like somebody's like, yeah. here's an idea. And somebody's like loads up and, and shoots it out of the air, which is like kind of basic, like brainstorming. But people do that. They'll walk into a room. Oh, yeah. they'll, they'll see, you know, they'll see stuff on the wall. And they'll be like, we could never do that. Like, the, but there's no way. And you're like, no, no, no. Out, out, out. Yeah. Out. Yeah. So do you literally have like a few set of like really rules? Like, do you have three or four that you can point to? I mean, that's one of them, but. I or mean, is that's it just one, more of a like a. It's more of an ethos, but like that yeah. that when I when people are like we want to come in early, then it is the you know the and you, their rules are caveats, but they you know a lot of times they're they're positioned as caveats. This is these are directions we could go. This is what it could potentially be. No killing anything at this point. Like that's always yeah. the the biggest one to me. Like we are only putting we'll stuff on the wall right now. We are not taking stuff off off the wall. Yeah. Um, but you have to, the other thing is you have to be able to, and, and I, this is not like a, you're a creative or not a creative, but like you can, you, certain people can visualize, certain people can look at a paragraph and a mood board and, right. and go, okay, yeah, I think there's a, something there. And I think right. that's, that's innate to like a creative or a creative director, somebody who's, who's gone through the process and understands it. I was talking to a team the other day and they had pre presented some paragraphs and mood boards and they're like, well, the feedback was combined these. I'm like, I honestly i would not have understood what you were trying to get at here like it's no wonder that they didn't like the idea like i don't think it's clear you need a little bit more stimuli you need something a little bit even like a marker comp like this is what yeah. a, a print ad might look like or whatever right like you, you need to again that goes back to like knowing who you're talking Your to yeah, yeah yeah exactly and and where they are right now and and you know what do you need to put in front of them so they go oh i get it yeah i mean i think in my perfect scenario i i do i i think that there is a missed opportunity in not bringing clients into the process earlier and and working with them because i think they're you know they a they love this part of the job right and they yeah. probably don't get to do it enough um and b they're gonna feel more bought into the ideas etc cetera, etc cetera. but i also agree with you that they don't have, they often don't don't have the skills needed to visualize. I often like to like to ask, right? Like, hey, are you pretty good at like visualizing what something might be, or do you need more? You know, kind of, you need to see it a little bit more because if 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 you're you can visualize and you can use your imagination, we can move a hell of a lot faster, and we can do a lot, we can do a lot more in a small amount of time if you can visualize. But if you can't, you know. And I don't know how you can't, that's a hard conversation to have with, with some folks, but man, what a perfect world that would be. Because you think about, you could bring them in so much earlier and they're like, yeah, I get that. I get what you're saying. I can see it in my head. I don't think it's right. Let's move on. Right. But if it's like, is it really going to look like that? Or is that really going to be, you know, when they start getting that kind of stuff or like you do a rough mock of something, like I often like to do a little, a quick little mock up of something or like. Uh, is it really gonna? Are we gonna really? No, 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 no. This is just kind of trying to right. paint a little picture for you. So I got it. You don't, you don't, you don't think that way. Let's not do this anymore. Yeah, yeah, totally. And a lot of that comes from 
a longer term relationship, right? Like you've learned over probably some trial and error where, where this person is or what language you need to speak to connect with them. Cause it's, you know, and I, I talked to, you know, some of my students about this too, like part of what we do is translation, right? And, and a creative director's job, I think partly is translation. Mm. Like I'm talking to people who are like, they're not marketers. Like it's not that they're, they're like, ignorant of marketing they just not it's not how they they think they're they're engineers or they might you know they're product people that you know or whatever it is and so yeah you, you have to start from a different place in that conversation than i would if i'm talking to a a director or somebody in even in the studio like the that's used to film language and i'm like you know can we can talk in a different in yeah. a different language or use a whole different set of references um and, and so I think that that's, that's important is just knowing what language you happen to be speaking. Mm -hmm. And, and I think the long term, like I, we've got a, a I, I have this like flywheel diagram that is good relationships, good work, good stories. And you have to, kind of, it goes around, right? Like you have to have the good relationships, the good relationships are going to lead to good work. And then I think a key part also is a good story. And so some of the things that like I focus on with both our stakeholders, but internal team is what got to that work? What did you learn in that process? What were the challenges that you over overcame? Like, what were the things, because we all know like work at the end of the day, like you look at it and you're like, it's good, it's bad or whatever, but like there's, there's usually a, some pretty good stories in there. And when you share that out and you kind of celebrate either the challenges or the, uh, we, we had an insight or we have a, had a pivot yeah, a, a pivot moment, like everything changed. And this is how we solve that. Like, that's good for everybody. Like, that's, a, that's a learning moment for everybody if you share it out, um, versus just like, well, here's the thing we made, let's move on to the next one. Yeah. So I think I think you I think you've painted a, a pretty good picture of of, of uh, how, how you tend to work But are there some other things that are part of your process? Um, you know, when you're wearing your head of brand creative, uh, hat on is there some other parts of your process that you that you that you feel are unique or different or you know really crucial um i i find often that one of the the biggest question that i can ask is like why um or you know how you know how if, if you watch a painter or something like they're and they're painting a, I don't know a landscape and they're like real close and then maybe they're doing some fine details and then they yeah. step back and they look and they like yeah. look back and forth yeah. like that moment of stepping back or, or you know going up in altitude like we're here let's go let's go back a step just to check right it might be fine like there might not be any issues but let's go up a, a, why did you make that decision what are we trying to communicate with this at what are we trying to get somebody to do what is the goal of this business like are we sure this is the right insight for you know wherever you happen to be just just go one step one back, step back. And, yeah yeah and just check the rationale and make sure that that is leading to this thing that you've arrived at because I, I don't want to micromanage you know the the creatives and and one of our we have six values on the team that we have um kind of written down and the first one is do work you're proud of and so i feel like if i have hired people if i had done the, the right job in the hiring and made the right decisions there work that the people work that the people on the team do if they are proud of it it is good work like it should, it should be good work. Mm. It should be aligned. Like we're all aligned in the same mission of that. And I want people to do work that they want to put in their portfolios, like that level of work. You know, if, if awards are important to you, award-winning work, great. And the same thing for the agencies. Like I want agencies, I want to be on the front of the agency's website with the work that they did for us because they yeah. are proud of that work. And, and so I think it just that, that selection and the alignment of, of vision early on, but then really kind of just I'm just checking your logic on this, you know, and I'll throw some feedback in obviously, um, on yeah. things here and there, but, um, like, I just want to gut check and make sure that everything makes, makes sense. And it's tying back to the business and it's tying back to what the brief was and the audience and, and all that. I love that analogy. It's like the, it's like the expression, right? Seeing the forest for the trees or whatever. Yeah. It's like, sometimes you, once you get going, <clears throat> you get caught up in the details and you, and you somehow strayed away from the, the bigger painting, uh, so to speak, I, I and you don't you definitely don't have to share these because because uh, you know they're they're probably um, 
you know, a trade secret. But I love and it's so refreshing to hear that you have a set of values. Mm-hmm. Because I think that that's something that is missing from a lot of agencies and also just creative teams. Like, what are our values? Like, what do we what do we stand for? Like, what's our what's our north star? So, I love that you've that you've done that. Is there a roundabout way that you can tell us a little bit about those values and how? I'm you happy. I've got, actually have them somewhere here. Really? Yeah, I got them right here. Okay, right. I'll, I'll read them. I have, there's six of them. Okay, and we can okay. we can dive into any if you want. So, do work you're proud of. Believe in your team. And this is this is part from advice for the creative director too, right? Like, yeah, trust that they're going to land it. Trust that it will it will get there. Um, make your own opportunities. Be free to bring your whole self. Celebrate sw- celebrate big swings, and then learn more is the last one. That's great, man. That's freaking awesome. And and I and and are these you know the, these are things that you've developed over the years or when, when did you formulate these and have you taken them from, from place to place or? No, uh, we formulated this as a team back in, it's probably been four, probably about four years ago. Um, and we were, you know, one, one of my creative directors said, Hey, do we have like a set of values would be worth doing that for the team? And I, I said, I don't know, let's try it. And, and so we got together and we, we basically had a, everybody on the team could suggest them. And then you get to the point where you're like wordsmithing and narrowing it down. Yeah. But I, uh, you know, we have them when somebody comes onto the team, um, you know, and they get their welcome packet, they're in there. We do once a year, uh, in fact, we're gonna do one soon. Once a year, we look back at, at uh, the work from last year and every team gets, you know, 10 or 15 minutes to talk about work that they're proud of. Like what, yeah. what work are you proud of? What did you learn from it? Um, it's like a two and a half hour meeting. And at the beginning of that, we just put up the values and be like, just as a, you know, it's, it's, it's just grounding. Cause if, if, yeah. if there's any moment where you're like, what should I do here? And there's not somebody to ask your manager or me or whoever around to say, what should I do? This is at least a guiding, you know, some guiding principles. Yeah. And you've taken it even a step further, right? Because they're not just, you know, some, some pithy little statements on a wall, but they're part of your whole process like you just described this this annual meeting and i think that that's i hope you know i hope more people do that because i think it's i think it's important as you go into an organization and you're like i don't know what what do we stand for like what is the what is what is the measure of success and i think it also helps even in the hiring process because you might not agree with something as as somebody coming into an organization you may be like yeah i'm not if if you know the, i'm just making shit up but it's like the first thing is like to be an award winning you know to win i'm like well that's not really my goal maybe i don't want to work here you know or vice versa i mean you could potentially in the past i've developed things that we use that we would use in our review process right yeah. like we had one that was like you know service to others was part of our of, of our you know values or whatever and it's like well are you being a good teammate have you you know you can even you can even take it that step further where you're kind of like using it as as a way to review people you know at the end of the year a hundred percent and i think that that like a lot of when we were talking about these values and and articulating them we're like we need to write things that we we actually are are aligned with what we live up to right like and, and what we what we believe not something that we think somebody else wants to hear and i think like you know so we we very um specifically and intentionally phrase that do work you're proud of not world class award winning best in the world right you know, most awards type work because honestly i, I worked at an agency for a while where that was one of the things we want to be the most awarded agency in the entire world and i was like i don't give a shit about awards honestly yeah. like i i really don't care like i if it is a signal uh if, if something that i'm really proud of gets an award that's great that's all that's right. awesome but it, like we've all been in that that situation, I think, where you've done work, everybody's cheering it, and you're like, "Actually, I don't love this," you know, whatever, yeah. whatever it is, you know. And so, I think it has to be um, these. Ha- the values have to be things that you that you actually are are part of the DNA of your team, and um, you know, to your point, like the people that you bring in, like you have to align with that. Like, you, yeah. Otherwise, it's just going to be rejected, like a you know, an organ or whatever, you know. Right. This is a good tra- this is a good transition moment because what you described when you were talking about um 
developing these values was in a way the 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 student teaching the teacher right it was i think you mm. mentioned that it was one of your one of your um team members that said hey do we have this should we do this and then you were you were um uh, thoughtful enough to say like yeah we should do that right and so you made the decision and you did it so it's that kind of like the 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 student te teaching the teacher you're kind of in this world where you're living you know, you're in the classroom, you're, you're teaching the next generation of, of folks coming into our business, but then you're also, you've got your professional side. How do those things kind of work together? And are mm -hmm. there, you know, are, is that, um, you know, that example, probably one of many of you kind of cross pollinating and learning and sharing and learning and you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Well, and our, our, our sixth value, not to keep going back to the values, but the, the sixth one is learn more, which is a, Oh, usually a pretty bad call to action, but a good, you know, a good value, which is, you know, I think that when I, when I was at, um, when I was at DDB, I, I was, I said some, at some meeting, whatever, I was like, you know, I think we need to be more like a school. Like, I, I just feel like we need to, we need to operate more like a school and, and people are like, oh, we're not a school, we're a business. And yeah, you know, if you want to go to school, go to school, but this is, you know, but what I meant by that was you you know, I think that people go in their careers, it's like, yes, we want to be paid fairly. We want the right title, um, you know, and, and some people are motivated by different things, but what we really want to do is we want to feel like we're growing and, um, you know, whether that, that growth is I'm making new things that again, that I'm proud of, um, or I'm just, I'm sitting next to somebody who's fascinating and they're constantly showing me Thing, and they could be small things. They could be like hacks, and like like we've right. got some people who are like, "Here's productivity hacks all day long," and you're like, "That's yeah. great, that's amazing." Um, or they're exposing you. There's in, just inspirational stuff going on, or you have speakers coming in. So we try to do a lot of that. Um, that that's what I mean by by a school is like, I walk in in the morning, at a school, I make something. And then I walk out having learned something and that process yeah. of like the excitement of like, what am I going to make today? It's a, it's kind of a low, um, uh, there's a low risk environment. Like that's the whole idea of the, like the, the school, like people putting bad ideas on the wall all day. Like that's, you have to get comfortable with that. Right. And so you're going to make something it might be good, might be bad, but you're going to learn from it. And then you're going to walk away and you're going to be the 1% better or whatever for the next day when you come in and you do it the same. And I think agencies or, internal teams or whatever can can really learn from that or can adopt some of that mentality of hey we get to make stuff a that's awesome we should be enthusiastic we're going to we're going to create an environment that is safe for taking risks and some of those might be like controlled risks like we're not trying to blow up the entire lab but you know maybe maybe yeah. try something new over in the corner and see what happens um we're going to share it with people because what you learned somebody else might you know benefit from likely will benefit from things that inspire you are going to inspire everybody else or some people. Um, and, and we're just going to do that. So we're, we're going to try to create an environment where part of, of the day-to-day -day operations is not just delivering against the business, but it's us getting better. Right. And it's us pushing against our edges of our comfort zones and building our confidence, sometimes having to take a step back and be like, I'm not ready for that yet. It's like, Ooh, I stuck my hand in that and that was not good. Um, you know, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not ready for a creative director job. I thought I was, but maybe not. I got, a, got an opportunity to try it and not my thing quite yet. So how do we yeah. get, get you there? So I think that that, that a lot of that mentality comes out of what, what I'm trying to do in the classroom of like going back to where we started this conversation, find where people are, where do they want to be and how do we, get them there at a pace that is, they can absorb, they can, are set up for success. Cause I also think we've seen, we've seen it happen where somebody, they do a great award-winning campaign and then somebody hires them to run an agency and it yeah. completely bombs. And you're like, well, that, like, that's not the right criteria yeah. for that role. Like you need to step somebody up at the right pace for them, you know? Right. Um, what about, cause you're, you, you know, you, I gotta imagine that there's days where you're kind of like running from the uh, running running from the classroom back to your day job, excited about something that you heard 
one of your students talk about because you know they're on the they're on the cutting edge not only are they at a time in their lives when they're just getting exposed to everything right and especially at ut i know i had a great experience i came from somewhat small town and just like meeting people from around the world and learning about different music and food and all kinds of stuff and i gotta imagine that it's even amplified in terms of like new tech and new forms of communication and new media i gotta imagine there's times that you're just like oh shit wait till the wait till the people at back at the office hear about this right is yeah. that would that be accurate sometimes i think that the like like just in terms of my, the sequence of my day, like I teach at night. And so like, you know, you get the end of the day and you're just like, oh, I gotta go, I gotta go teach now. And then by the right. end of the time, by the end of the class, I'm like just flying high. I'm just like, because the energy is so good. Right. And, you know, to your point, they're like, they're just experimenting with all the new stuff. And something, sometimes they'll like put an idea on the wall. I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, right. what, is, what is this? Like, who is yeah. this influencer or celebrity right. or what, you know, it's all this stuff that makes me feel old. But other, like somebody, um, last semester they are doing a, you know, a, whatever, a metaverse idea, right? And I, most of the time I'm like, oh, metaverse ideas are kind of like everybody does one. And it, but it actually made sense for, for the product and stuff. And, and she was like, oh, and I did, did all this art with AI, like all the all the art for the entire campaign, all the characters are AI generated. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, that's put that put that as part of the story in your portfolio with the campaign, because everybody right. in, in the agency world right now is going, oh, crap. Are we going to be you know, are, are we going to lose our jobs to AI? Yeah. How do we use it as a tool? And you've just proved like an application for it and that you're comfortable using that. And so things like that. Um, but I think the biggest thing to me is just the energy and the kind of, you you know, you know how it is. It's like, you have to have optimism. You have to have good yeah. energy. You have to feel, especially early on in the process, like, and you have to run up the hill over and over and over again. Yeah. I, I draw this, I've done it now. I, I kind of just like made it up, uh, couple semesters ago on, on the spot but this thing where it's like the the, the creative journey it like go, it's going up a hill it's a project journey so it's going up the hill and it goes up real fast off the brief and then it kind of you know levels out and there's a carry yeah. water phase where you're just like just showing up and writing lines and yeah. and then it starts to drop off where you're like wait what what are we doing and when, wait the deadlines win yeah. And then there's a moment where it drops all the way to the bottom it's the pit of despair all is lost moment in every epic story yeah and then you then you find your way out, and then you got that period of like, okay, let's get it from ninety five to one hundred percent, and those fine tuning. But so many people have come back and said, we were in the pit of despair, and we said we're just in the pit of despair. It'll be fine. Let's find a way to climb out. And I think you need to have that mentality, otherwise you're like, I'm done. I am such a hack. I'm I can't do. You know, <laughs> you spiral out of control. Yeah, that's cool. So that's something. So you're saying that's something that your students have said to you? Yeah, that, yeah. Like, oh, we were in the pit of despair, and then we. That's yeah. pretty cool. I I, I had uh, last semester. I had a class, and my previous students were all in the class right before. So they would come out of the classroom as I'm coming uh, coming in, and they'd all be like talking. And and I've heard a number of them said like, "We're in the pit of despair right now." <laughs> it's like it's okay. You'll get out. It's part that's of the process. So, that's so cool. That's so cool that, that you get to have that experience. Now, you you know, you, you just in our in our few conversations, you strike me as somebody that's that's very positive and, and optimistic. But are there ever moments where you where you know you're hearing an idea from a from a student, or you're you know uh, listening in on a pitch or something, and in the back of your mind, you're bringing in all of your personal experiences and going like, "Oh, kid, yeah, if you only knew." That the yeah. weight of the world is going to crush your spirit. <laughs> I, you know, I, I think that my uh, my inner voice in some of those moments, if I'm if I'm down or, or like, what am I do? Like, I am not going to be able to help this. Yeah. Like, this is this is, you know. But sometimes it just clicks. Like, people will go away and they'll come back the next day, and you're like, well, what happened? Like, what happened overnight to just? And, and but it, I think. You know, it's like, I'm not a, I'm not much of a golfer, but I've, I've golfed some, you know, and yeah. when you hit a golf ball, like it's, it's so frustrating and you'll hit one and you'll be like, 
Oh, yeah. that's what it feels like when you when you hit a golf right. ball. And I think that like that the class that I teach it's it's called Portfolio Two. It's like the second in a sequence, and they're right at that stage where those clicks are starting to happen, and they're starting to happen with a little bit more consistency. And to see yeah. that happen is so rewarding. And so, and I've seen it happen with some students where you're like, this is this is a lost cause, and yeah. then and then it'll happen. And so, like. You know, when I'm in my own pit of despair, I'm like, I know it happens eventually. Maybe it happens in P3, in Portfolio yeah. 3, Maybe, but like, let me see if I can get at least one click or a little bit closer to it, to them hitting, a, you know, hitting one and being like, okay, you understand what you did there. You understand the connection you made. Just do that. Keep doing that. Yeah. So how does the kid that got a C on his portfolio uh back back those many years how do you how do you feel now do you do you tell your students that story by the way oh, yeah. yeah because yeah. you you know you've you went from somebody that got a c on their portfolio to working leading the the brand creative for you know one of the biggest brands in the world so how, do you tell them that story i do i do tell them that story um yeah i i, I you know what, it's it, we're all playing the long game and we should be we should be playing the long game it doesn't matter any moment like i i i also tell them the story of working on i won't say what uh what brand it was but they this brand had moved out to the east coast we spent you know all this time doing all this work for a pitch flew out to new york drove four hours to the client yeah. for a one-hour meeting stayed in some crappy hotel up all night trying to get the comps finished, all that yeah. stuff Go in for the pitch, 45 minute meeting. They do their thing where they go around the table, gets to the, the CMO or CEO. Yeah. He's like, I, I hate it all. I hate it all. Ooh. I just hate it. And those are the moments where you feel so low, but you, ha you get back up because you're like, you have to. Like, and, and I think when you, have, when you have some of the experience, and that's the whole pit of despair thing, you're like, okay, this, ha this stuff happens. You get back up and you keep going and you play, you keep learning a little bit you again you, you just kind you're playing the long game you're just trying to make investments and going that sucks i really want to wipe that from my memory but let me look at that just for a few minutes and take something good away from right. it. what mistake did we make yeah in that that would have been and then we'll take that along and we're going to throw the rest into the garbage bin and light it on fire that's fine yeah you know but that's that's part of it that's part of what we do yeah and you'll never have to go through, hopefully you never have to go through that again because you learned whatever it was, right? And hopefully there was one key learning and you're like, okay, well, and that has value. That has, you know, immense value. The, the failure has immense value when you look at it the way that you just described. Yeah. So we've come to that moment in the show where, and you, you started talking about it earlier, but you know, <laughs> where, where it's time for, for you to um, confess uh, your your creative director confession. Do you have something that okay. you want to? So, your are your students going to be listening to all this? By the way, oh, hopefully I don't know. they are. I have no idea. I, hope... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think like you've talked about this on on the show before with with other you know various versions of this um, kind of you know the imposter syndrome that never it never seems to end, right? Like just the you know, and, and I experience it now. Sometimes I'm sitting across from people who I really admire and looked to, and I've looked up to for years. Yeah. And I have to give them feedback from a client perspective. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing here? Like or, or what yeah. whatever. And and so I think I'm also very shy. Like I'm a shy person. I might not seem, you? seem like it, but I like wow. Susan Cain's book quiet uh which is i recommend it for creative directors it's not an advertising book but it's about um introverts and okay. and creating a, a culture that is welcoming of introverts in a world yeah. that generally doesn't especially business uh but i she has a little test at the beginning and 20, 20 questions and i scored introvert on 19 of, of wow 20. and so okay. and i can hear like growing up and this is okay here, here's a here's a like embarrassing confession i can hear in my head my high school girlfriend and my mother both at different times going be assertive jimmy be assertive <laughs> you know because i just I, i'm just that's not it's not in my nature so i think i kind of overcome it because i have to and, and mostly because yeah. i'm like i have to do it for the team like like i need to be vocal about these things or whatever because it helps the team produce work and it's part of part of the conditions and all that stuff um but i think beyond the uh you know being there with um in, in front of 
people that I really respected, agencies. I, I I've never um, I've never shown my I've never gotten a job by showing my portfolio of work to anybody. Like I, all of my jobs, all the way back to my coming out of school. So I I came out of uh, I had an internship at Leo Burnett. Yeah. That turned into that first job. Somebody had uh, my creative director, um, Lisa Bennett, who I owe a good chunk of my early career to, brought me from Leo Burnett to DDB. Twelve years later, she had moved on and I had moved up. Um, and I knew somebody at Yahoo who got me in for that, hey, can you come just handle this right. for a little while? And so I've never gone in and interviewed for a job and been like, here's my portfolio, here's my work. Now, people have certainly looked at it and whatever, can think of whatever they want about it, but um, I don't have a whole lot of like, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that, but it's always been yeah. a little thing where I'm just like, I don't know, would my work get me in the door of this job? Or is it just because I knew somebody from a, the way I operate, you know, and they were like, hey, you yeah, a job. I, but, but I mean, so you, I mean, that's the way that I, frankly, if I'm being honest, that's the way I would want to be hired too, just based on reputation in a way and 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 knowing and having the confidence you know nobody's gonna hand you the job at, at this brand if, if if they didn't have the utmost confidence that you could do it right because i think some things transcend the portfolio right it's like the, the portfolio will only tell you so so much right so i think it's actually kind of like a badge of honor that they've been like you know that 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 it was based on just your reputation and who you are as a person and a, i don't know that, but but I do see I, I do see the conundrum and how that can be a a mind f right where you know you're like well wait a minute did I just get this because of the yeah I, I don't know I don't think you would have been able to have it you know hold these all these jobs for that long if that were the case yeah I, I have thought about you, like you would be revealed as a fraud <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean because you can only so yeah that's interesting that that's an interesting take on that whole thing yeah it's um I I've thought. Number of, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm not looking for a job or anything right now, but I've thought like maybe I should show my portfolio to some of my my CCO friends and be like, hey, what would you <laughs> cut out of this? You know, what would you keep? But I'm like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, there's been times where I've been looking for for stuff, and 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 you know, I'll get comments about the portfolio and say, well, there's a lot of experiential stuff in here, and that's not really what we're looking for. And it's like, well, that's not that that just happens to be what I spend a lot of time doing, but how, you know, what I'm really trying to, sh or what I'm hoping that people see is the, is the creativity and the thought and the strategic part behind it. But a lot of people can't do that. Right. So I'm almost the opposite of you where I'm like, just hire me on the fact that you know, that I could do that. I could do the job just based on my experience, knowing that I've done all kinds of different things. And, uh, you know, so it's, yeah, it's just yeah. tricky. The portfolio, well, the whole portfolio thing is really weird to me, but and how it represents you. I mean, what you were just saying, like, oh, you're, you must be an experiential creator. It's like, no, no. Yeah. like, I don't like the, like this again, it's just what we happen to work on. Like I did a ton of TV early on, a ton of script writing and stuff, but I could, you know, I could do it at experiential. Thing. It's like, yeah, I would, the idea is the poor part. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or even like a type of, of product. Like you just, you, you, you dive in and let's let's see what we got here and, and yeah. figure it out and that's i think that's the beauty of this industry is like you know you can be really good at one thing but you you just how do you apply that to whatever else um, yeah that you're working and on. how do you you know how do you show somebody else that you can that you can do it right and yeah. typically that that involves you know getting in front of somebody and but even then right it's like the, i think there's too much emphasis placed on that whole thing but anyway i could i could go on and on about well, that and, and you like I don't want to do the same thing again. Like I already did that a bunch of that stuff. Like I don't, I don't right. like if you're going to hire me to do the exact same thing I've been doing for the last 15 years or what, like, I don't, I, I, what else, you know? Yeah. So, uh. Well, this has been a really, really great conversation. I'm, I'm glad that, that uh, we have uh, connected. I look forward to kind of keeping our connection alive and, and maybe talking from time to time. And uh, man, what a, what a, what a great story that you, that you've shared, and and um, how lucky are your students to have somebody that says, you know, accomplished has, has done su such great things, and is just a good, from what I can see, just a good leader, a good person, a good um, creative director, and just somebody that's that you know, kind of teaching people like, hey, 
this is what it's going to be like and you know welcome to the world of uh, the crazy world of advertising and marketing and creativity and all that stuff well thank you if that's what you pulled out of me i appreciate it <laughs> no absolutely absolutely i i mean it makes me what makes me want to be like uh you know kind of go back in time and like you know go back to school and and uh you know learn some new things and i think you know just the, the i think the i think the biggest takeaway from this conversation um is just this idea of like you gotta you gotta keep learning right you gotta keep learning whether you're learning by teaching which is awesome that you're kind of giving back and you know um or just you know seeking out people to learn from I, I think that's a big miss in our in our industry that you get to a certain point you're like yeah i know all this stuff and it's like no you don't the world's changing this world's changing every second every every day so amen yeah all right well uh good luck to you i look forward to following all your uh your adventures and like i said hopefully we will continue to talk and our, our paths will cross again and let's let's uh let's keep chatting all right. Thanks, Jaime. Thanks again. All Take right. care. Thank you. And there you have it, folks. Another episode of Confessions of a Creative Director in the books. Thanks to my very special guest, Jim Basilovac. What did I tell you? Wasn't that a great episode? Definitely in my top five favorites uh, of all time. Uh, Jim shared so many nuggets of wisdom, so many great stories, so many great ideas. Uh, I can't thank Jim enough for being on the show. If you're a fan of the show, please tell all your friends, subscribe to the show, uh, subscribe on YouTube, subscribe wherever you find your, your favorite podcast, uh, tell all your friends about it. Let's really build up this audience. Um, I'm so excited when I receive emails and, and DMs from people saying that they love the show. I want more people to hear it uh, and hear from all these incredible uh, creative directors like Jim and learn from them. I'm going to start shifting the show. We're going to have these masterclasses coming up where we're going to have creative directors actually teach us some things, uh, some usable things that you can uh, incorporate into your everyday work. So stay tuned for that. But until next time, peace, love, and creativity. See ya.